NFL draft is over. Some people got it right. Helmets off is on. All right, welcome to another edition of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. Yes, the uh, 2019 NFL draft is in the books. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I just am always fascinated by how there are teams that just seem to get the right player or the right kind of player year in and year out, and those players end up being just amazing Hall of Fame talents. And let me give you an example. The Dallas Cowboys, not that they had a great draft this year, not that they had a bad one, but they got Tony Dorsett, they got Emmett Smith, and they got Ezekiel Elliott. They just through the years, you know, the Chicago Bears, the middle linebackers, uh, they're, they're just certain teams that kind of pick the right guys. And they, they just kind of fit who, who they are. And, and this year, I just I kind of noticed that happening again with at least one team. And, and of course, um, that was the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Pittsburgh Steelers signed, uh, they got linebacker Devin Bush. And you look at this kid, and he's a great player. I mean, phenomenal player. Probably the best linebacker in the, in the draft this year. Got that nastiness to him. Will fit in just seamlessly with the Steelers' style of defense and how they play, and and he'll 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 fit in perfectly with that. And you always just go, how do these teams just always seem to get that right? And then there's just some teams that just never seem to to find that player or to get that player, or whatever whatever it is. They just they just can't do it. And I, I love I love how the Steelers uh, did that. But not only did they they do that, but they uh, and and that was the they got a cornerback. Uh, as well, Justin Lane, who was um, was a, an exceptional um, talent, uh, and he's he's there. Uh, he's kind of a Steelers type of of cornerback. They also got a really good running back in Deontay Johnson, and and a running back in uh, Benny Snell. So so this is a team that kind of needed some help at run, but they. They did that kind of with some of these later rounds, but these these later rounds are are not necessarily late round talent. The draft is funny that way, where you have it heavily laden with a position. So defense, like linebacker, defensive lineman, heavy heavy draft this year for for defensive uh, defensive lineman. It's almost like. Five or six teams got their defensive linemen of the next fifteen years in this year's draft, and so and and you you know of course the second pick of the draft, the fourth pick of the you know it just goes on and on you know the, the, it was heavily laden with first round and early first round defensive linemen, and you look at some of the really good linemen in today's draft or in today's NFL, and they they have. Uh, a huge um, impact on the success of teams. And, of course, one of the teams that gave away Khalil Mack, the the Oakland Raiders, you just go, why did you do that, turned an okay Chicago Bears team into a playoff contender. I mean, a serious playoff contender. Fascinating how that one player can make that kind of difference. And so that's when you start to see how these defensive linemen can impact games. And that's why they're such valuable players when you can find them. 
Because if you can have a guy by themselves, and, and that's the problem, and I, I've, I've talked about this before, whatever position it might be, if you have a player that can't be blocked one-on-one, it limits what you can do. Because you, you have to account for them, because if you don't, it's going to be a long day throwing or running the ball. So you have to account for them. And if you account for them in a way where you double-team them or whatever you have to do, then you're occupying two people on one person. And what does that make you? A lot less efficient offensively. So the key to all of it is finding those players that are game changers. And and their corners sometimes, their quarterbacks, their defensive ends, their um, offensive linemen. If you, if you have an offensive lineman basically goes, I can block anyone you throw at me. That's awesome. That is that is so unusual. And so there there were several teams that actually um, had that kind of success. And so I, Pittsburgh was one. And I, I don't want to say it's my best one, but it certainly is a really good one. And here's the one I think who had a great draft, and that's the Washington Redskins. And, you know, the Redskins don't typically have good drafts. They're, you kind of scratch your head at a lot of things the Washington Redskins do. You're like, huh, what? But I'm telling you, I believe that Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback in this year's draft. I just um, – I so often watch Ohio State quarterbacks who are very run-heavy. Their game does not equate, equate well or um, into the NFL. They – they struggle. I always wonder with so much talent, why don't they run more of a pro-style offense? Why don't they let their guys do a whole lot more? And they finally did with Dwayne Haskins. And he answered brilliantly. And watching him all year against superior talent, when I not superior, but the best talent in, in, the, in the college football, week in and week out, he was just exceptional. I know his scouting combine was not the best, but his pro day was off the charts. And, I, and I'm and i just, I know everyone's in love with Kyler Murray and whatever. <laughs> That's kind of the new rage, the new fad in, in pro, pro football. But I, I'm telling you, uh, Dwayne Haskins is the real deal. And here's what I like about him more than anything. He's mad. He's, he's like, he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. And so a really good pick for the Redskins, because I don't know that they thought he would even be around, became an even better pick because they have a guy highly motivated, very upset, and he's out to prove that he's the best guy and, and on, a, on a pretty decent football team. I mean, this is a team that, you know, um, if they had a quarterback a year ago, would have been, been a contender for the NFC East. I mean, it was anyone's ball game. In fact, throughout most of the season, they were winning in their division. Dallas is going to be better. I mean, the teams are going to be better, but, you know, he's not going into a bad team, even at 15. Uh, and, and, the, and the Redskins got uh, Montez Sweat. Sweet. Sweat. Sweat. Out of Mississippi State. I know, he's, he he was uh, so sweet, he sweated. 
anyways, he was he's a great player, and and part of um, his kind of slipping in the draft was was partly because of um, speculation about some kind of heart condition, which was misdiagnosed. So they they got some a, a tremendous talent uh, in the draft. All right, I'm going to take a break here, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to share with you um, a couple other ones. And you just go, the rich get richer. I'll explain New England Patriots in just a minute. Welcome back. It's Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell. The things that were good about the draft, or at least some of them anyways, you know, you never really know. I mean, there's there some things I think you know, and then there are some things you just never know. There will be a guy, whether undrafted or a late-round draft choice in this draft, that probably someday will be a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's just it's just kind of how it works. I mean, they never always... Always get it right. Although, <laughs> there was one year, the 1989 draft, they got it right. At least like the first few. So they had, let's see, Troy Aikman. They had Barry Sanders. They had Deion Sanders. And uh, I can't remember. There was one more. Um well, and then they had Tony Mandridge. And see, that's that's a perfect – it was like of the first five picks, four ended up being Hall of Famers. And the fifth was like the worst bust ever in NFL history. It, Tony Mandridge was just awful. And you watch him. He was a top-heavy. He had really poor feet. But he was this – I mean, he was a mammoth of a man. And it was more of that he was so big. At that time, players weren't just – Huge. He was huge. He was 300 plus, And it was 300 solid pounds. You looked at him, you go, whoa, this is just amazing. But but athleticism and technique, he was really, really poor. In fact, there were a lot of people that actually thought he was better than Troy Aikman. And they're like, he was the first pick in the draft. And there's all these kind of funny things that went on uh, with Green Bay and how like they lost and the Cowboys lost in the last game of the season. And it ended up where it gave the Cowboys the number one pick. Because it, it really could have changed things dramatically. Because it even changed the next year's draft, which was 1990. So they got Troy Aikman in 89 and Emmett Smith in 1990, which was my draft. Uh, so it was uh, so a lot of times they get it right in the NFL. Well, here's a team. And I remember this watching the draft and the Patriots had the last pick of the first round and you're sitting there going, well, there's, there's no one available for them. Who would they pick? Who could they possibly pick that would help them out? Well, lo and behold, they get Nikhil Harry from Arizona state. Now I have an interest in this other than my interest is I watched the kid <laughs> I I broadcast all the Utah football games and watched him play, and I go that kid that is the real deal right there. That kid is good. 
and and it and uh, in the in the past years, I love to talk to NFL scouts. So I'll ask them about what do you look for? You know, why are you here? What you're here before the game? What do you look for? They say we can tell a lot about a player by how he warms up. And I remember watching Nikhil Harry warm up and how many passes he caught and routes he ran. And, and you could tell he was very serious about what he was doing. And you could tell his mindset, his focus was different than anyone else on the field. And you watched him play and you would go, this kid is, he's just different. And, and I, and I, you know, for whatever reason, I, I mean, the Patriots got a steal in him. And it's the it's the player that they probably needed the most. And you go, well, he's he's a rookie receiver, he's young, and and you, you know what? And he's got Tom Brady, who can take him, mold him, and his his learning curve will be like lights out. It'll be ten thousand times faster and better than than a lot of other places because of the situations he's getting into. He, this kid, I'm telling you, he, he'll, you remember when Randy Moss came on? And I'm not saying he's Randy Moss, but Randy Moss fit into a perfect situation. He had an old, older veteran quarterback, Randall Cunningham, whose actually skill set matched what Randy Moss was, a burner. And he had this veteran wide receiver in Chris Carter. And Chris Carter took him under his wing, and they really taught him how to be a pro. And so when when the spotlight wasn't totally on him, when he had a good offensive situation to get into, a young guy can flourish. And I'm telling you, Nikhil Harry could really flourish with with the New England Patriots. I mean that that is just such a great a great move uh for for the Patriots. I, I think one of the better the better moves. Now, I'm gonna give you one and this is kind of weird because it's it's one of the things that was done right in the draft and it was one of the things that wasn't so it's kind of here's one of the the really good things in the draft and here and 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 at the same time it's one of the bad things cuz in another episode I'm going to tell you share with you what I think is bad in the draft but it's the Arizona Cardinals like picking Kyler Murray who this kid is a, a talent, whatever he is, he's a talent. And it'll be fun for me, and that's why I'm I'm happy about their pick. I just want to watch and see what he does. I want to see if he can really light it up or he really can't. Because there's there's this cloud, there's this question mark hanging over him. And it's his size, it's can he make the throws at the at the pro level? And and what is what happens to his athleticism when everyone else around him is every bit as athletic. So I love that the Cardinals picked him. He fits in well with what they're doing. And, of course, the coach, you know, people in Arizona are going to be way excited about this. And then my last um, – <laughs> and this – I may be contradicting myself here, but I, I take my hat off to this guy, and that's that's the Miami Dolphins – and getting uh, Drew Rosen, uh, or Josh Rosen. I was getting, Drew Rosenhaus always pops in. I always think of Drew Rosenhaus whenever I think of Josh Rosen. Josh Drew Rosenhaus is a, uh, 
He's a he's an agent uh, from actually from Miami, but that's that's a whole different conversation. Josh Rosen is talented, very talented. I mean, he's he's a, he's exceptional. He's de- definitely a first round pick, talent wise. But you always question his, you know, he's he's almost too smart for his own good. Puts his foot in his mouth all the time. But I have to admit that he didn't this last time. He gave this really very mature, well-thought-out, well-spoken farewell address and, and thank you to the Arizona Cardinals, the people in Arizona, and he was super excited about going to the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins got him for a steal. And and he could be the next – you know, he could be the quarterback there for the next 12 to 15 years. I mean, it's it's certainly not out of the realm of the possibility. Now, other things have to play into it. He's not that good. You know, he's got to have a talent around him or whatever. But that's anybody. Uh, but I liked his maturity, and I liked that uh, the Miami Dolphins got him for kind of next to nothing. So good on the Dolphins, bad on the Cardinals. We'll get into bad later. All right, Helmets Off is now off. You can text Helmets to 655-37. Go to Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast or Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And until then, we'll catch you soon.